Welcome everyone this morning to our Sunday Forum. This morning we are getting to uh, learn more about a new ministry here at St. Luke's, uh, Respite Care Atlanta. Um, I would like to remind you when we have time for questions and comments, please come up to the microphone. It helps us to include the people on our web and the people who use the loop hearing aid system here in the room. So please um, come up to the microphone just like I am and you can take off your mask to speak. Let's uh, start with prayer. Pour your grace, O loving kindness, upon all suffering with dementia and all forms of cognitive impairment. It is frustrating not to find a word. It is fearful to lose one's memories. Bless them with patience, a loving and supporting family, and days of hope and accomplishment. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. So I get the joy of introducing to you folks who are well known to many of you in the parish. So first we have John Stewart, and he has been involved with Respite Care Atlanta since spring of 2019, when RCA had been open for about six months. So he feels like he's still pretty new to the organization. Um, he is St. Luke's representative on Respite Care Atlanta board and a frequent volunteer. And then we also have Carter Morris. And she began her involvement when the program actually started in September 2018 as a member of the lunch server team. And then the idea to develop a garden to enhance the program surfaced the following year. And she led the effort with tremendous support from other volunteers, professionals, and the RCA board. And she continues to serve in that capacity now. So welcome. Thank, Thank you. And thank you, Elizabeth, for putting this program together. I'm really looking forward to it. Thank you. So, um, Respite, you all probably know about Respite Care Atlanta, but let me just say this in case someone's visiting. But Respite Care Atlanta's mission is to provide spiritually integrated respite care for adults with cognitive challenges. So John Stewart and Carter Morris are the ministry leaders facilita facilitating St. Luke's involvement in this vital ministry, which is why they're, they're here today. So this conversation is about how Respite Care Atlanta invites us more deeply to embody what it is to love one another as Christ loves us. So we're gonna learn about Respite Care, learn about their engagement, and this is for you all to think about, um, and for us to keep thinking about ways that, that we can be involved in this important ministry. Um, a real honor for us. Thank you, and Thank we've got you. some videos, so this is a multimedia experience. <laughs> um, and John and Carter are gonna be answering a, a couple of questions I have. Um, and then there'll be some time for you to offer questions, and that'll be from that microphone where you saw Elizabeth. Right, so first, for John, what community does Respite Care Atlanta serve, and how did it get started? First of all, let me say how much we appreciate the, time, the, the prime time slot here. <laughs> uh, this is terrific. Thank you and Elizabeth both. Um, at Respite Care Atlanta, we are doing some very good Matthew 25 work, that is, tending to the sick. And the sick, in this case, are those with dementia. 
And there have actually been three people from St. Luke's, from our own church family, that have needed to take uh, advantage of, of the programming there. And you've, you've all seen the statistics about Alzheimer's and dementia. Dementia is the overarching term. Alzheimer's is one particular kind of dementia that's particularly uh, brutal in its um, uh, symptoms. Um, and, and there is no cure. But there are some, some things that we can do. And before we get into the specifics, let me give you a little bit of history that predates me by a long time. But there was a fellow named Charlie Schaffer, and some of you will probably knew Charlie. Um, he was a North Carolina boy, graduated from UNC, Phi Beta Kappa, point guard on the North Carolina basketball team for Coach Dean Smith. I mean, kind of your all-American boy, right? Uh, went to law school, came here with his young wife, Harriet, uh, King and Spalding litigator for a number of years. Then he actually had a career change and ran the uh, Bernie Marcus Center for Autism for a number of years. Um, but then about, uh, about 11 years ago, uh, Charlie started having some memory issues and some organizational issues and just uh, wasn't quite himself. And shortly thereafter, he was diagnosed with MCI, that's mild cognitive impairment. Well, as we age, we, we all <laughs> experience that to some degree. Uh, but in some cases, it can be, and in Charlie's case, it was uh, a precursor to something worse. And a couple of years later, he was diagnosed with full-blown Alzheimer's. Um, but just the way he did everything else in life, he tackled it head-on, as did uh, wife Harriet. And the two of them together were just wonderful, tireless um, advocates and fundraisers for Alzheimer's disease. And actually, Harriet was the driving force uh, behind founding uh, Respite Care Atlanta. So that was, um, that's just a little bit of history there. Um, unfortunately, well, Charlie was still alive when we opened up in September of 2018, but unfortunately, uh, his disease had progressed to the point where he really couldn't participate. But he certainly left uh, a legacy behind, and uh, uh, Charlie died about a year ago. So that was about a decade from the original diagnosis to his death. But St. Luke's is, is one of nine uh, supporting congregations. It, it goes from Peachtree Road Methodist to the north, all the way through Amen Corner there with uh, our cathedral and Second Ponce and, uh, and Christ the King and moving down this way to the temple and First Pres, um, All Saints. We are the southernmost um, church on the Peachtree Carter. Uh, uh, the one exception to the Peachtree Carter thing is that New Hope AME 
church over on Arden Road, the little uh, tiny church over there, um, mostly black uh, congregation, uh, is part of the ministry as well. Um, we are a volunteer-driven organization. The volunteer-to-staff ratio is roughly 125 to 1. <laughs> wow. It takes a lot of folks to run this program. It takes about 25 volunteers uh, a day. Um, and dementia is such an insidious disease. Sometimes it progresses slowly, sometimes uh, quite rapidly, and as I said, there is no cure. But our, as our beloved uh, John Westerhoff, who's recently uh, departed this life, um, used to tell us there's a big difference between being cured and being healed. Being cured is about the body, and unfortunately there is no curing that goes on at Respite Care Atlanta. But healing is about the spirit. And there's an awful lot of healing that goes on at RCA, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, I'm going to ask um, Wesley to, to cue up the first video. We've got three. And, uh, but before I do, I just want to comment that this video was actually filmed pre-COVID, so it's a couple of years old. And there... <laughs> There are some folks in the video that you may recognize that are no longer with us, both in terms of members, as we call them, folks with dementia, and volunteers as well. And there's uh, uh, another person that's just recently suffered a, a tragic loss. So anyway, if, if, if you know some of these folks, that may be a little difficult to watch. So I wanted to give you a heads up on that. But I think we're ready for Wesley to roll it. As a family member who cares for memory-challenged loved ones of any type, when can you rest? Do you long for a safe, joyful, and active place that temporarily surrounds everyone who's there for the day with friends, engaging support and fun? Will you take a personal pause? As the, as the uh, condition has worsened, there's been time I need to have help so that I can get away and have some free time of my own. Please meet Respite Care Atlanta. Explore our innovative approach that may be the perfect temporary solution for your family. Respite Care Atlanta offers a unique, faith-based community daycare program for participating member guests. Whether their cognitive issues are due to medicines or other medical conditions such as stroke, dementia, or Parkinson's disease. While members are attending Respite Care Atlanta, you, the caregiving family, know that they are happy spending the day safely in a comfortable place and participating in activities that stimulate their individual capabilities while engaging their interests and life experiences. Members stay busy through mornings and early afternoons with activities inspired and created by our trained volunteers. Actually, most of the activity program is volunteer-driven. Volunteers represent the true heart and spirit of Respite Care Atlanta. They make sure that loneliness and social isolation have no place in a day with us. 
Respite Care Atlanta's gift for you, the caregivers, is time. Precious, personal time to relax, to slow down, to reconnect with friends and social acquaintances, to run errands, or just to recover some quiet, alone peace you may be missing. I go to the grocery store rather than have him with me picking things up and putting, (laughs) like, sweets and things. And um, I'd get on my computer and catch up with what I hadn't been able to do and do just do my errands that, that add up. Most importantly, your family's dementia journey isn't quite as lonely or scary when it's shared with Respite Care Atlanta. Our professional and volunteer staffs understand the path you're traveling and how to help guide your next steps. We care for all of you. Every day begins with smiles, hugs, and handshakes at the front door. Then, member guests, guided by their volunteers, move inside for coffee, snacks, and thoughtful conversation with old and new friends. Morning and early afternoon activities encourage social interaction, physical activity, and cognitive stimulation. Through every activity, whether it's exercise, art, music, games, dance, reminiscence, special interest presentations, or lunch, physical actions are blended with equal parts of good cheer, respect, care, support, friendship, understanding, laughter, and just plain fun with volunteers and other member guests. Everyone here celebrates your family and each other in this very special place. Each day brings its own unique surprises, gifts, achievements, and joys, all shared with friends. It's the only really activity, as I say, that she comes away from in a, in a really happy frame of mind, and I've been so happy with that. It really meant a lot to me. So Carter, the quest- I have a question in front of you, but also I also have a question, okay. so maybe you can answer both. All right. One, why are you involved is my question, but two, the question I'm supposed to ask is that you're supposed to tell us about working with people with dementia. Two good questions. Number one, yep. number one is that Harriet and Charlie Schaffer were our next door neighbors for 20 years. <laughs> and we adored them and we, it broke our hearts to see what they had to go through, and just like so many families. Who, who in this room, may I ask, has dealt with family members or friends who have suffered dementia? Yeah, that's what I thought. The, the thing about Charlie and Harriet was that they um, had star power, and when they said, we're going to tackle this thing, we're going to do the best we can. So um, that's how I got involved, because in their orbit, you couldn't say no. <laughs> <laughs> And I really enjoyed um, being a lunch server in the early years. But just talk about a little bit about um, the program. What I love about this program is it's a social model. There are no meds that are given by anybody to anybody. It's a strictly social model. And um, the program has evolved, but to keep attention spans engaged by our members um, who, who are at Club RCA, sort of telling you it's that social angle that entices them to come, I think. But um, the program begins typically with the coffee that you saw and social engagement around tables. 
And then they, we um, have our members move into other activities. They could be cognitive activities ga involving games. It could be um, uh, physical exercise. You saw some ball tossing going on. And then there's also a spiritual pro part of the program and some uh, clergy from different churches come in and lead that typically, it's wonderful. Um, lunch comes around pretty fast. Mm -hmm. And we lunch servers, and Maury, you were, you've been involved a long time, but who's been a lunch server? I was trying to, I was talking to somebody. There you go, Carrie, Carrie Calhoun. And um, so then the lunch, and again, social model, but I'm not sure this, you'll talk about volunteers, but with each member of Club RCA for the entire duration of their four hours with RCA, when they come, they have a companion, a volunteer companion. And those are the coveted jobs. They're the biggest commitment. But among the volunteers I've talked to who are companions to members, they wouldn't have it any other way. It's so rewarding and meaningful. And um, they get to know people's foibles and their desires and their interests so that the companions see that they're, um, they're engaged every step of the way. Um, so one of the things that I really love and have heard a lot about is the music program. And you've all heard probably that people with dementia can just really get enjoyment out of music. So the whole program moves into the Second Pots youth group um, meeting place, and, and there's a piano and drums and all that for the kids. But uh, a volunteer named um, Ham... Smith, Smith. Ham Smith, who used to be an organist at Christ, at Christ the King, leads that program and invites guest people to play and sing. But the, end, the day is ended every day with going into that space and lifting up your hearts and their hearts to um, carry on. And you did see that the caregivers um, need their loved ones to be engaged in a meaningful way so they can get some things done. And I've seen that gift of four hours. Do you remember when your children were in preschool and you couldn't wait? <laughs> well, this, these four hours go by pretty fast for the caregivers, but it gives them uh, some breathing space. And uh, I'm yabbering. But I will say that there's some good things that caregivers, sometimes caregivers, are, they need it, they know it, they get, but it's hard to leave your loved one for four hours in the hands of who knows who. Yeah. And um, what I found is that once they see how happy their loved ones are during the program, that answers all their questions and anxieties. So um, the caregivers can really enjoy knowing that their, their loved one is stimulated. The thing I love about this program is that the lives these people have lived are raised up and appreciated every time they're there. And sometimes there's a spotlight on a member. And I remember John Winberg, uh, Hayden brought all these military things. He loved talking about when he was in the Navy. So it was like show and tell for them. And we do that for most every member, just to highlight their lives. And so often they remember a lot, more than you know. So the, the last thing I'll say is that there are books galore about this, but um, what we're trying to provide is not only safety and uh, confidentiality. All volunteers sign a confidential waiver. We're not going to talk about 
what goes on at RCA for privacy's sake for our members. But um, what what they like is that they're they're stimulated and they're so happy when they're there. I'm redundant now, but now we'll move on. That was wonderful. Yeah. Thank you, John. Tell us more about kind of benefits for people that go and for caregivers. Perfect. Perfect transition. Um, Webster's Dictionary defines respite as a <laughs> short break from something unpleasant or tedious. <laughs> oh, interesting. Huh. But there, there, there is respite for the members, obviously, who come to the program, who get away from the, the same old, same old, where their small victories are very much celebrated. They are uh, validated and affirmed and, and much loved. So uh, there, there's four hours of programming uh, for the members' benefit. And of course, during that same time, the caregivers, oh my goodness, what <laughs> that is precious, treasured time for them. That is four hours where they can get errands done and things they couldn't do while taking care of their loved one. And uh, self-care as well. You know, who takes care of the caregiver? Well, maybe they just need to take a nap for crying out loud. But whatever they need to do, that's, uh, that's a respite for them. But there's also respite for the volunteers. And you might say, well, how does that work? Well, it's, it's a bit of a respite for us to get outside of our own thoughts, our own agendas, our own egos for one or two or four hours, depending on what role you sign up for. And, and I think that's a, a benefit, um, um, a wonderful thing indeed. So, Thank you, John, that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Um, Carter, can you tell us about Sarah's garden and the activities and programming that you get to provide? Well, it's a fun and exciting angle on this program um, because typically the group met in, it meets inside in the youth area at Second Ponce de Leon. They let us, the church lets us use that space. But along came, I think it was um, Charlie Battle and Jim Broodlove talked to the church and said, what about this walled area below the church next to East Wesley. It was a former picnic area for the youth, but it was, it was not used for many years. And so that began the idea of a garden. And they asked me to get involved, and I was so excited about it. Um, we've been working with A.G. Rhodes Home, who has a great horticultural therapy program. But ours is being the social model. We can't, we don't have masters in horticulture therapy, but they've, they've really <laughs> helped us from A.G. Rhodes Home. We got the famous, wonderful Edward Doherty, a landscape architect in Atlanta, um, to design the garden as a gift, as his gift. And it, you walk out the, into this walled pit, and now it's a destination. It, you have a sense of place. He designed locust, a locust arbor for people who might have experienced that kind of thing in their youth. And then there's a path in this, it's a thousand square feet, it's small, a path that draws members and visitors around a central oasis of peace and green. And um, so I have this wonderful group who've helped plant it and design, design it beyond Edward's 
original design, and it's just um, not only beautiful, but what we want is for the um, members to enjoy activities out there. Mm -hmm. So um, as we can, we bring members out to say, a couple of weeks ago, plant a little waist-high planter that was empty and full of dirt, and we had them pick uh, plants that they wanted to put in it, pansies and uh, cyclamen and herbs. And so they came out there and planted in small groups. And it was the first time I'd really seen this because we asked, I was telling the Carrie and um, Charles that they, this lady came out, I said, would you mind watering? And one of the members, would you water the plants you just planted? And she just picked that watering can up and just started humming. Mm. She was so content humming and watering the plants. So I do think nature has a lot to offer our program, and we're developing more and more programs outside. But the best part is when they can go out and pick blueberries and eat them right there. <laughs> <laughs> or we've got cherry tomatoes. We've got um, a lot of plants were donated. We've got a great, I don't know the variety, but raspberry that produces for months. And so that those little red things are enticing. And finally, the joy of being outside the first season of the, gar of the garden was uh, there were two nests. We had some cardinals nest oh, in a wow. tea olive. And so we could, well, the program was on hiatus yet, but I got to see the, what I hope the members will see again. We had mockingbird babies and uh, cardinals, so I hope they come back this year. Um, the birds, I think I forgot t t when I was talking before, is that we provide moments of joy. And to me, that's all, all we can do. And there are lots of moments in joy every time people come to Breastfit Carolina. Thank you. Thank you. Well, and I know you all know this, but it's, it's good to say, right, to, to be with people with no expectation is one of the most grounding things um, any of us can do to return to our own humanity. So what an, what an opportunity. So John, will you tell us a little bit about volunteer opportunities? Volunteer opportunities. I'm so happy you asked that question. <laughs> we got them. Uh, we, we, we need you, and there is no particular skill involved, which is why I'm so good at it. <laughs> um, but the, the roles are quite varied. The time can be very accommodating. We've got greeters that come in the morning and get the coffee started and help the members out of their cars and get them downstairs at Second Ponce. We got folks, lunch servers, we got uh, people who say goodbye in the afternoon, we've got companions, which is the greatest job. That's the friend for the day that stays with one particular member all, all day long. Um, but I think if you'll indulge us for one more video, we can show you better than we can tell you. So Wesley, one more time. You must have done this for a living. John's really good at this, right? Yeah. <laughs> Video three. <laughs> Respite Care Atlanta supports individuals with cognitive challenges and their family caregivers in a safe, caring, faith-based community setting. Whether the memory challenge is created by medication or medical conditions such as stroke, dementia, or Parkinson's disease, Respite Care Atlanta provides a comfortable and stimulating environment for members to spend the day with wonderful new and old friends. 
At the same time, family caregivers are able to pause and enjoy some personal time away from their daily care concerns. With the exception of our director and one part-time volunteer coordinator, Respite Care Atlanta services are driven by trained volunteers. It's volunteer, but it doesn't feel like you're volunteering. It feels like you're coming to be with your friends. Our volunteers' contributions allow us to provide a unique, affordable, social recreational service program to as many people as possible. Because it's so different from what I thought it was going to be, but that it would be tiring and that it would be difficult and that it would be maybe in some ways a little bit of a downer. It has turned out to be the exact opposite of those. It's one of the most energizing things I've ever been involved in. We have a wonderful time. Our members have a wonderful time. It's just so special and it's so as I said, energizing, that's just the best word I can use for it because it, it is energizing to them and to us. We positively support each member guest and their family as they travel a particularly difficult part of life's journey. Since Atlanta Respite Care's initiation, family responses have been overwhelmingly positive. Some even say life-changing. But it's, it's made my husband really happy. He is a much happier person than he was when he started. When I come over here to the church to pick her up, when she comes off the elevator, she's laughing. She's smiling. She's happy about what has been going on uh, for the last five hours. And it, it truly makes a difference in, in her attitude. But when I pick him up in the afternoon after doing all my grocery shopping and my errands that, that I always pile up, he comes out and he says, this is a great day. And he said, you were right. I had a wonderful day every single time. So it's, it's just been a blessing from the Lord. Come and see the fun, the fun. Oh, we have fun. We laugh all day long. Uh, it's, a, it's a fun, joyful place. It's stimulating uh, both to the, um, to the members and to the um, volunteers. Respite Care Atlanta's ability to extend our program to more families will only expand in direct proportion to our ability to attract, maintain, and grow a vibrant community of dedicated volunteers. Volunteers participate in a wide variety of service activities. They can select activities that best fit their schedules and interests. Companion volunteers are especially critical to our program success and our member guests' experiences. These incredible individuals enrich lives and create new friends every day. Here's how. Every member guest enjoys a personal companion. Their companion becomes a special friend for the day by encouraging, supporting, listening, talking, laughing, and just being there. Companions assist member guests as they move through a day's activities and locations. Well, I think the challenge is to make sure that you don't push uh, the club member too much, to kind of roll with his agenda, to let him um, do the things he wants to do and is comfortable in doing, to be supportive of him, and uh, to try to engage him in as many of the activities as he's willing to uh, participate in. And, each day, volunteer companions and members are assisted by greeters, escorts. These volunteers furnish additional handshakes, smiles, hugs, and assurance as they facilitate morning arrivals. They provide name badges and words of welcome while opening doors, moving wheelchairs, walkers, tables, chairs, giving directions, or navigating stairs and elevators. 
I'm a greeter. It suits me best to be the greeter in the mornings and come in and get organized and go through the checklist. And it's such a camaraderie. Uh, early in the morning, it's, it's just the hostesses and hosting, and then we get ready for the uh, members to arrive. And it's just um, um, a, a very satisfying morning. Volunteers serve daily catered lunch meals. They attend to an individual member's special needs, plan seating, plate and distribute food, and then clean the dining and serving area. Volunteers with specific talents are needed to plan and execute programs, activities, discussions, and group experiences that engage and challenge every participant and foster social connections internally and throughout the community. But we would like to grow to be a four-day-a-week program with 20 members each day. So. That's gonna take a lot of volunteers. Respite Care Atlanta hopes that you'll fit one or more of these services into your busy schedule. Please don't hesitate. You might miss one of the most joyful groups of people you'll ever know. Make new friends here, or perhaps treasure some of your older ones. Energy, enthusiasm, and caring hearts drive our program. Come and observe, and not just 30 minutes, if you could come and participate in two activities, maybe music, maybe art, maybe lunch. If you could just go and see, I think you'd pick up immediately in how happy and wonderful and awesome and fulfilling it is. Atlanta Respite Care welcomes anyone with willing hands and hearts open to loving your neighbors. Will you help? And to encourage them in a little bit different manner with a little bit different smile that makes them happy and once the mission is accomplished, you're just not going to, you would not even think about the joy that it brings them. Your efforts are appreciated. Your rewards are priceless. I just think it's a powerful thing that we have the ability as volunteers to make someone's day special. go to church in a few minutes but um let's so if you if there are questions the microphone's right there and while whoever has a question is walking to that microphone i have one thing to just say there you go um and and if you don't get we don't get all the questions in they're here to talk to you after we head off to go do the service to get ready for the service of course you wouldn't want to be late to the service um that uh, respite care is looking for a new director so if you know a person with a big heart and great organizational skill who might like to um be considered for this job please let these guys know um because they're they're in the middle of a search thank you ruth davis pencelli my second husband passed recently of alzheimer's and as the uh spouse um, we were originally from Orlando, Florida. When I started out for college, um, I didn't know what I was going to be facing. Uh, he came down uh, with the diagnosis in 1999 
of having the Alzheimer's. Uh, he worked for Lockheed Martin down in Orlando. He was an engineer, very bright, very, very uh, educated. It, it has no uh, limits to who it hits. And uh, it's one of those things he was saying. And what you're doing, I say, is wonderful. But what um, I went through and what uh, our family went through was so horrific with the Alzheimer's. He could not um, uh, judge things as being uh, bad or good. He didn't know uh, right from wrong. He couldn't distinguish those. And when some of the family members tried to take him uh, take for granted um, of my husband, it was a difficult and challenging process. I had to file for emancipation. And it's not something that you normally have to do with Alzheimer's, but it's something that we as spouses uh, are challenged with when we have family members that are not always, uh, I, I want to say, honest people. Mine took me for everything they could. Um, my sister-in-law also has now the dementia Alzheimer's process. She knows no difference between right and wrong. But when she was taking advantage of us, she tried to claim power of attorney. She tried to claim my husband's estate. And here in Georgia, they would not recognize the emancipation. They said, no, it's a divorce. I said, no, sir. This is an emancipation. My sister-in-law's husband was an alcoholic, and his liver was dying. He needed uh, a liver. So what she went and did when I went in for gallbladder surgery is remove half my liver. So when I put in this emancipation in Florida, they knew that it wasn't just for my my life that I was fighting, it was for my rights for banking and everything else. So when we go through this process, it's horrific. I had to put it through both the Senate and the Congress for the right for a, a spouse to file for emancipation. So what I'm saying to Georgia is they still won't recognize it. And for your organization, for them to protect the spouses of Alzheimer's victims and patients, we need to make sure that Georgia recognizes what both the Senate and Congress have put through under an Alzheimer's bill, a national Alzheimer's bill, for the right to emancipate. And that's what I'm asking you guys to, to get behind that and back that, because the state of Georgia says I'm divorced and that I have no rights to the widow's estate. I have no rights to Social Security. I have no rights to, to our bank account that was our bank account. I have no rights to anything. They've left me nothing. But I'm saying that we need to protect the Alzheimer's families with the right to be able to emancipate. And now that the Senate and Congress have passed that, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but I think it's something important that we all understand that not to let the families be victimized. Ruth, thank you very much. Thank you for your comments. Um, for those that are listening, we are talking about very serious issues. I don't, we don't need to downplay that at all. Um, and you know, what it means to live with this kind of disease and what the implications are for a family are profound. Um, just so that we're clear, the project that we're talking about is very limited in its scope. And for those of you that do choose to volunteer or participate, um, there are trainings and that's, it's very defined how you mm -hmm. participate. Um, mm -hmm. 
which is an important, important thing to know about um, services like this, that, that they're well thought through and you can participate um, fully and that that's a protected space for you as a, as a volunteer. Um, if there are not other questions that for the whole group, um, of course you all know how to find Carter and John, and John's gonna, I just need to, I'm gonna walk away and get ready for church. Um, but, and I think Horace is too and Elizabeth is as well, so we're gonna tighten this up a little bit so that um, everyone's not, everyone doesn't have to stay, um, but also you all know how to find him. And on your way out the back door, you will notice Paulette Stewart and <laughs> Kip Scheidler back there. And uh, if your heart is beating fast and you think this might have your name on it, they will be happy to give you more information and we'd sure love to have you. Thank you all and thank you. Thank you.